Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of the Pandemic Professors podcast. I am Kelly Bowling. And I'm Carol Pardun. And we are here today to uh, chat about all things academic during this pandemic. Uh, We are taking this seriously, but trying to laugh along the way. Uh, Dr. Pardun, who do we have with us today? Well, I'm very excited about today. We have Marie Hardin, one of my favorite people in the world. Um, So Marie is the dean of the Donald P. Belisaro College of Communication at Penn State. It's a huge college. And so I thought it would be fun to talk to Dean Hardin um, to hear about how weird the world must be for her um, given the middle of this pandemic. Am I anywhere near the ballpark, Marie? <laughs> yeah, thanks. First, I have to tell y'all that um, I have been listening to the podcast to try to catch up. So I've been one of the millions who yes. tuned, have been tuning in. <laughs> and I really enjoyed, um, I was just listening to the conversation that y'all had with Kevin yeah. Um, and I have to say, uh, you know, you talked about uh, it was a wide ranging conversation. Um, and one of the things <laughs> that I I have to well, that got me excited was you started talking about the Richard Simmons podcast, <laughs> <laughs> which I have to tell you, you know, I've, I've listened to that along with many other people. And um, so anyway, it was a great conversation. These are wonderful what y'all are what y'all are doing. So. I'm I'm happy to be part of it. Well, thanks. We appreciate it. So, Marie, why don't you lead off the conversation today and just talk about sort of the weird world that you find yourself in? Because I'm sure um, as a administrator, you've had lots and lots of surprises since you've taken over um, as dean of the college. But I'm guessing that you never expect to be living in this world. Um, what are some of the weirdest things that you've had to sort of adjust or deal with as um, leading such a large college, basically virtually at this point? Yeah, no, that's, um, <laughs> where do you start? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, just as your other guests have said, you know, living in Zoom world, uh, which I find um, it's I, I, I still am not I, I'm still not quite adjusted to really having what I feel is a satisfying and effective meeting in Zoom. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, uh, it's just it's weird to do P&T reviews in Zoom. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it's weird to do things like annual reviews in Zoom. Oh. Um, but, you know, it's what it's what you have to do. Um, do you, so do you tend to do them with the video on or off? <laughs> that's a good <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will tell you, usually it's usually the video is on. Um, sometimes though I do turn it off. Sometimes I just, I tell the person that, um, you know, I just feel as though I'm going to be able to concentrate a little better or, uh, and sometimes it's after my fifth zoom meeting. Sometimes I end up doing these on my phone or on my iPad, not on my computer. Mm -hmm. And I just tell them, Hey, I got to save battery here. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, that's interesting. Sometimes it's a strategic choice on whether I'm going to 
um, use the video <laughs> function or not. <laughs> right. Well, so, it's kind of distracting because you have this setup where it's, you know, a cross between like the Brady Bunch screen um, and, you know, I'm looking at like yeah. people going, why are you sitting where you're sitting? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. And I finally just figured out, it, I'm a little slow on this. I finally figured out how to take myself off of the grid so I don't have to see myself. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It took me a while. <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> so I find myself yeah. so stressed out about my own background. Yeah. You know, what other people can see. I mean, you know, for example, right now I'm in my closet. So, you know, thrilled that we're not on Zoom. Um, But I was listening to a podcast yesterday and a lady said the only quiet place that she could find was in her car. So she was literally sitting in her car in the garage um, just to have quiet while she was on a Zoom call. (laughs) And, And I thought that's brilliant. I should do that. Interesting. And so here's an example of a range of, you know, Kelly, you're worrying about the technology. Um, When I'm in a Zoom meeting, I'm worried about, you know, I look at myself and I'm like, wow, my neck is really (laughs) (laughs) You know, Carol, it's so funny you say that. At some point before I learned how to turn off my video, I I was in a meeting and I did the same thing. I'm like, I need to start wearing more turtlenecks (laughs) or something or wear a scarf, right? So sometimes I put on a scarf before I get on a Zoom. Scarves are very big these days. <laughs> so, so yeah so um marie what are the kinds of things you're doing um to stay in contact with your faculty i mean you have so many faculty um, yep. can you talk about that a little bit yeah yeah so the first one of the first things i did as soon as we went to teleworking and we went we went to teleworking in phases and i will tell you that um I was more concerned about the staff than I was about the faculty Mm. adjusting. I mean, I think faculty know how to work um, in isolation because oftentimes we're writing in isolation and we're preparing course materials in isolation. So I'm not saying I wasn't concerned about the faculty, but I was more concerned about um, making sure that the staff felt as though they weren't entirely isolated as they moved out. So one of the first things I did was I offered um, one-on-ones with anybody. And this I offered them for anybody in the college who wanted a one-on-one with me via Zoom. Um, And um, I had a feeling that more staff would take me up on that than faculty. Um, I would tell you that it's... It's actually probably been about 50-50 on it, which mm. surprised me a little bit because I thought more staff would do that than faculty. Yeah. Um, but staying in touch with faculty and staff, I, I do the one-on-ones for anybody who wants them. Um, I, uh, did, I've done a town hall. I'll do another town hall. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of emails, um, lots of handwritten, you know, good old-fashioned snail mail, just writing folks um, cards. Um, when I hear something that's pretty cool about something they're doing, I've spent a lot more time too on social media, following faculty and staff and just giving them kudos. Right. Um, so kind of a mix of things. Yeah. Um, we do have, I asked if our communications director would send out sort of an end of the day email at the end of every day 
um, just sort of keeping people updated on things. He's done a great job at the end of every day that pops into everybody's email box. And then at the beginning of the day, I have a staff advisory committee and they send out an email to everybody just saying good morning and, you know, funny little things. That's really more directed at staff. Yeah. But I love the sense of community that it's helping to, to foster, which is important. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah a, that those cool. are great ideas. Um, so I saw an article on Twitter this morning, I think, um, talking about, I just glanced through it really quickly about that um, women's um, scholarly productivity during this time has been really shaken in a way that men's have not. And there was a lot of, um, you know, tell me something new kind of comment. Um, the argument being that there's extra pressures on um, women during this time, stuck at home all the time dealing with everything. And that it's because of the focus of, you know, trying to get through our classes that the um, research productivity has really been hindered. Have you sensed anything like that in your college? That is a, oh, wow. That's a great question. Um, I would tell you indirectly. And what I mean by that is what I've heard from the female faculty members is more about, um, they're, they're putting up, they're, they're expressing a little bit more exhaustion, mm-hmm. uh, uh, quite frankly, around um, juggling so many things at home at the same time they're also trying to teach and trying to keep up with their research. So I would tell you I've heard more of that from the female faculty members than the male faculty members. And and there could be like a million reasons for that. Yeah. But um, you're mentioning this kind of you know, kind of reminds me that that I haven't heard as much of that from, from our male faculty yeah, members. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. I do think the new, you know, and many universities are doing this, right? They're adding, essentially they're adding to the probationary period for promotion and tenure. Yeah. yeah. And I do think that um, that is important because it, it will hopefully, I hope it will help um, during this time when lots of folks' research agendas are just getting completely <laughs> disrupted for a million different reasons. And I know y'all were talking to Kevin last week about research agendas and, uh, you know, the fact that um, for some, like him, for some researchers, you know, there's only so much you can do during this time period when nobody's watching sport. There are no sports. Right. Right. Um, but there, but there are other reasons why people's, you know, research agendas are getting disrupted, including maybe, you know, they've got, you know, I've got faculty members who now have multiple kids running, you know, yeah. running around underfoot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's, it's, it's tough for those folks. So I'm really happy about the, the stay that we've added. And I know that other institutions have also added these automatic, stays to people's probationary periods for tenure. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, that's happened with um, at our university as well. It's interesting. I, I chair the Tenure and Promotion Committee, and I have spoken with all of the um, faculty who are on the tenure track um, mm-hmm. right now, and I think there's really only one, maybe two, who says, oh, this will be helpful, and it's good to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the others are like, you know, thanks, but this isn't going to impact me. I'm, you know, moving ahead, full speed ahead. So I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And I'm like, yeah, I'm not more energy than I do. (laughs) Well, I would tell you, I'm not, I'm actually not surprised because I think what could happen is that these folks might, there might be unintended consequences that they don't, there might be consequences that they're not thinking about right now, or there might be a slowdown that is maybe is not happening now, but might be happening later in this process. Cause I really think we're in many ways, we're still kind of at the beginning of this whole thing yes. yeah. and the implications I, at Penn state. What we did was we, people can, can opt not to take the stay if they don't want. Yes. And they have, yeah, they have years to make that decision. Yes. So, um, I think all that's helpful, but, it, but I, I have faculty too, who've said, you know, I don't think I'm going to need it. Yeah. But like I tell them, it's a chip you have in your pocket and you may find that you need it. But if you don't, great, don't play it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the the definite best approach. I was just surprised with some um, of their responses. I know for me, for productivity, so Kelly will tell you she's always productive, so this doesn't impact her at all. <laughs> <laughs> and she just, um, just completed her dissertation and is just, you know, cranking out all these um, papers left and right. Um, she and I are working on a paper together that, you know, I'm the one holding it up at this point. And I looked on my computer um, this morning, and the last time I've looked at that paper was April 1st when I, you know, emailed her and said, hey, guess what? I'm working on the paper. <laughs> up. And, you know, here we are, April 23rd, and yep. something happened between April 1 and April 23rd. Um, sorry about that, Kelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got to revise yeah. and resubmit for um, a history journal that I that I literally can't do because I can't get to the archives at school. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and wow. so I've been yeah, trying to sure. figure out a way to, to get to those archives because the library's closed, obviously. And I've got a stack of library books in my floor like I normally do during the semester um, that I also can't return. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, you think about stuff like that. It's so, it's so odd. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Marie, I wanted to ask you about things that y'all are doing for the students. You know, I noticed that y'all are going to have a virtual graduation reception. Yeah. What is that going to yeah. look like? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't know. We're not quite sure yet. <laughs> We're trying to figure this out. Um, I, you know, that I've heard, you know, obviously we're all hearing from students who are really disappointed about this, you know, about commencement. And, and so what we're doing, is we're trying to do a lot of things to make it as special as we can for them. The, we are, we're, we're going to, I think this is going to work out pretty well. So we're doing the university is doing this virtual commencement where all the names of the students are going to be read. um, And uh, each college is going to have a web page and that sort of thing. And we are asking our commencement speaker to go ahead and and record a commencement address for the students and that sort of thing. And then we are, we're going to use Twitter to do, um, after the commencement ceremony is over, we're going to get all the faculty who have active Twitter accounts to kind of jump on and, um, and interact with students for a pretty intense couple of hours. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. Sending out messages and, um, you know, just giving students a chance to, to um, reach out and connect with all of these props via social media. I mean, you can't really do kind of a, I mean, I guess you could try to do a Zoom reception, but I think it would be a 
<laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, I mean, we, we have hundreds and hundreds of uh-uh. students graduating just from our college. Is that, so uh, we, we're going to, we're going to try to do a Twitter reception. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, um, one of the things I'm trying to do is every night I, I, I hand write notes to some of our top students oh, and trying nice. to get those out the door in the mail yeah. um, to students. And we're, we're mailing them their honor cords and all that sort of thing. I mean, nice. I don't think Penn state is doing anything that, that, you know, a lot of other universities aren't, aren't doing to try to make this as special as possible for the students. Yeah. I told my husband, so. I'm just going to put on my cap and gown and answer the door all day. I'm going to order like DoorDash <laughs> and I love it. And somebody comes to the door, I'm just standing there in my cap and gown. <laughs> like they nice. know that's what I'm wearing. <laughs> That's fun. Nice. And Kelly, you should, you know, make sure you tweet about that. I started to see some South Carolina undergrads posting pictures of graduation that are really quite funny. So, you know, they'll post, they'll be in their gowns and they'll post a couple of, you know, sort of serious pictures and then it will be them in their gowns on the couch. Yeah. You know, all these (laughs) kind of things. It's kind of fun that at least they have a good attitude about it. Yeah. I took it out of the box, you know, because the instruction said, hang it up 30 days before graduation to let the wrinkles fall out, you know, right. And I followed the instructions. And so I took it out of the box and my husband's (laughs) on a conference call from work. And I walked into his office wearing my cap and gown about two weeks ago. And he says, well, there's my wife and her cap and gown. (laughs) 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 Here's your wife and I'm going to wear it on May the 9th. (laughs) You know what? That is, you've just given me an idea that I just wrote down. I've got to do a little commencement address to the students. And I hadn't thought about the idea that, of course, I should wear my cap and gown to do that commencement address. So thank you. (laughs) Absolutely. Yet again, the pandemic professor podcast reaches <laughs> yes. millions. With yes. Amazing awesome. ideas. Absolutely. So. You know, I've also okay. seen the movie nights that y'all are doing. Um, yep. t- tell yep. me about those because those looked really interesting. And it's surprising how many people are tuning into those. So um, we take, we've had some faculty members who've done, you know, terrific documentaries or narrative films, and we're doing these virtual screenings. So you can um, pop in, watch the documentary or watch the film. And then right after that, um, we have a Zoom panel of the people who are involved with it. It's a nice Q&A session and you can submit questions. And the first one we did, I mean, this was surprising to me because honestly, I just didn't think we'd have much, many folks show up, but our alumni in particular liked these oh, yeah. and, um, we had 150 show wow. up and yeah, that was nice you know, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to watch a documentary and then to stick around for the Q and a afterward. Yeah. So yeah, that was terrific. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And w- it would is. y'all have done those in person before quarantine or this was just something that came together because of quarantine? Yeah, we do. We do these kinds of screenings, um, whether we have. um, So we would have done these in person before. But the nice thing about it is many more people were able to access it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so 
there's a, a there's a silver lining here. Yes, <laughs> so, that's it. So speaking of silver so, linings, so <laughs> yeah. So one thing that makes me a little bit nervous in this um, virtual world we're living in is that um, sort of universities across the land will see these silver linings and then they'll just say, "Hey, let's just be this way all the time." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, yeah. we can be all positive and upbeat for. Uh, period, but mm. I do not want to live this way for the rest of my career. Not interesting. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's so interesting you say that, Carol, because one of the things that I've found is when I talk to faculty, oftentimes what faculty want to make sure they tell me, and I totally get this, they want to make sure that I understand that they don't think this is the way the world ought to run uh, yeah. <laughs> in higher education. Yeah. And what I always tell them is, listen, I am there with you. This is not what this uh, this isn't sort of giving me and I, I don't think anybody that I report to ideas that um, that online, you know, that this remote teaching and learning is the way we ought to go. If anything, I strongly believe this. If anything, I hope what it's done is really helped us understand the value of the in-residence experience yeah. in a way that we never really appreciated before. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, good point. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah, so I tell the faculty and staff, I am as eager as anybody to to move back to the in-residence experience, and I think we'll appreciate it more, we'll leverage it more powerfully, yeah. Um, I, I'm hoping our students will appreciate it more. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, th- so that's a silver lining I can get behind. Um, <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> now I will tell you this. I do think I, I have asked faculty and staff to think about what are some things that we're doing that we, that we collectively think are working. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so are there some things that after this is over that we may want to selectively use? So let me give you one example that somebody mentioned that I thought, "Hmm, okay. So um, we tend to have, uh, we can in a given year have um, several snow days during a semester. And as much as the students love them, they can really disrupt a teaching schedule semester yeah. schedule if you have three or four of these yeah. snow days. So is there now the possibility or the, yeah, the possibility that we could on a, on snow day use remote teaching? Yeah. yeah. So students still have to show up to, I mean, students are snowed in their dorms. I mean, it's not like they're, you know, yeah, they're getting out, but could we go ahead and say, we're going to move to remote teaching and learning tomorrow because it's going to be a yeah. snow day. And that way, everybody keeps their schedules, their teaching schedules going. That's a that was a suggestion from a oh, faculty okay. member. Yeah. Something we ought to think about. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm thinking, hey, I kind of yeah. like my snow day <laughs> where I don't have to <laughs> myself. But you know, something to think about is that a way to leverage um, remote teaching when we might want to leverage it for it to for a specific yeah. reason. That's a, that's a good point. I don't know. And what's happening with your grad students? So, um, you know, we've got Kelly here um, with us. Kelly, um, as I mentioned before, has had her PhD now for three weeks or four weeks, Kelly? This um, 
next week will be the fourth week. So it's Thursday today. Let's go ahead and say yes. Four. Four That's so cool. Leaving <laughs> the role um, student behind and figuring out what um, happens um, from here. What kind of conversations have you had with your um, doc students in particular? Yeah, we're doing town halls every week with our with our doc students. So there's a, there's an open Q and a session every Wednesday. Um, I don't run that. I did pop into it last week just to see if there are any, anything that the doc students wanted to ask me in particular. Um, I do read the minutes every week. So I know what those conversations are about. You know, the doc students are obviously, um, concerned about the job market. Uh, Um, they're also, uh, you know, I think they're rightly concerned about, um, their progress in the program. Um, I think we've, you know, we, um, we're, the university has not made a decision and I'm, you know, financially, this would be very difficult for the university to extend guaranteed assistantships for doctoral students. Um, so those are really kind of on a case by case Mm. basis, um, our, our doctoral students, I'm happy to report, are, are for the most part in really good shape in terms of, you know, we, I don't know of a single doc student where the job offer that they oh, have has been good. rescinded, which is, wow. yeah, fantastic. Um, and our doctoral students seem to be making good progress. The, we've made some adjustments and some changes in policy, as I'm sure many other universities have in terms of remote right. defenses, remote comprehensive yeah. exam, that sort of thing. And so, um, you know, I would tell you that that what I found with the doctoral students in, in looking at the minutes and keeping in touch with the graduate director and then talking to them is um, they uh, they just want to know that we uh, are uh, that when we think about student support, that we're also thinking about them. Right. Because yeah. sometimes we talk so much about the undergraduate population, we're not paying adequate attention to the, to the, uh, graduate right, population. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it sounds like, um, you might be living virtually, but you are really, really busy and yes. you know, maybe, I don't know, say more busy. Um, do you feel like you're more busy than when you were, um, a person on the ground? <laughs> Yeah, you know what I thought about that. Then, as a real, (laughs) (laughs) you know what has come out of my schedule as an as a dean is, um, I mean, I was on a crazy travel schedule because we were in the middle of a fundraising campaign. Well, that travel schedule once that thing came off my calendar, um, in some ways, I do feel busier because there, there's so much on the to-do list in terms of sort of new issues that you have to figure right. out how you're going to address. Um, I mean, that's just a constantly, you know, growing list as we think about summer right. and yeah. fall. Um, but with the travel coming off, that has helped yeah. a lot. Yeah. Good point. It's helped a lot. Good point. Yeah. yeah. And speaking yeah. of travel, I know you're getting ready to head to the a council meeting <laughs> yes. for, um, I don't know, it'll be at least an eight-hour um, meeting, but most likely maybe even a 10-hour Zoom meeting uh, on Saturday. Oh. So, uh, oof, you know, can't say. I mean, I survived. Mitty, that was enough. I can't. 
I got to tell you, I, 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 I just, um, I feel as though we should get hazard pay for that <laughs> meeting. I mean, a full, I, I have to be honest with you. I mean, I am, you know, we did it at the committee level for accreditation and, and that was fine. And, I, but I'm not yeah. crazy about having to do it again at the council level for accreditation. But at the same time, we want these programs to, we, we need to yeah. get this work done. So, um, yeah, it'll be all day on Saturday on Zoom. And they want to use video <laughs> oh, this time. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Let's get the scarf yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You need to change your background periodically. So, like, you know, be at the Alps <laughs> and then be <laughs> somewhere else. But, you know. There you go. Yeah, I need to be, I need to be changing right. it up on the background. We'll yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, listen, Marie, you're really, really busy. And Kelly and I appreciate so much that you hopped in to join us on the podcast today. And that I'm sure the millions of people who are listening, um, (laughs) thank you as well. And so I know it's a little bit early to grab a glass of wine and toast each other. <laughs> um, you know, pretty soon. But I just wanted to um, say thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Um, any last words of wisdom, Marie? I would just tell you to, um, I guess, tell everybody to uh, keep zooming forward. <laughs> we will get through this. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So that's it for today. Thank you so See much. You later. Bye.